everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful day to podcast. It Kelsey, surely is. It's, is it weird already that I wish now that we could always just record in person, always forever? I also wish that, and I wish we could just watch <laughs> them. I also wish we could just binge watch this entire series. It's very I would, difficult. I would, it's, it's hard... Okay, here's the hardest part, and I I know that we don't usually we have a, we have a very set structure, but I need to tell you the story. Okay. So, for all of you listeners out there, my wife Jessica decided that when she watched the episodes and I'm watching for this podcast, she likes the show. Cool. Me too. Like the show. But now, because she doesn't have to do these episodes one at a time, she's binge watched from episode one, and now she's in our uh, epi- she's in season three. She started last week because she started when i left so no not even a week ago yeah a monster she's an absolute monster and the thing is how the show was designed (laughs) i under okay (laughs) the thing is is so she's she doesn't even watch them all she just sleeps through some of them but anyways i digress so i started watching this episode yesterday in in real world time podcast time two days ago and i paused Went on to Netflix, not thinking that she's watched it. Hit resume. (laughs) Season three, episode eight. I got 15 seconds in and I start, I was like, oh, that's weird. Must have skipped forward because this is a new patient. (laughs) Backtrack. And I'm like, oh, nope. Nope. I don't know. This is not, this is not my house. I don't know what's happening here. Anyways, that's the story I had to share with you. Basically, I need you to yell at Jessica for me. Yeah, I almost told her she was going to have to like create a separate Netflix profile because I was like, this is going to be concerning. I was like, you're going to have to pause it like the second you hear Carmen come home because if he hears yeah. anything, it's going to be a problem. And no more Instagram stories with, pod, with, with Grey's Anatomy playing in the background. I did listen and I was like, I know exactly what episode this is from, but there's no spoilers in it so we can let it so let it slide. <laughs> But I did listen I like three it. times to the story to make sure that it was um, allowable. She's a monster. Anyways, okay, Kelsey, the floor is yours. Yes, let's <laughs> get into this one. A great episode. Episode. It's the fourth episode of the second season. It is the 13th episode overall. And it is called Deny, 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 which is a country song. So I knew Carmen was going to be mad because Carmen does not like country music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as mad as you think, actually. Okay, well, let's unpack that. Go for it. All right. So, uh, first off, um, a little bit embarrassing. I read it as uh, Denny, Denny, Denny. Okay. So, <laughs> first off, uh, very much of an idiot. Um, I actually didn't hate uh, the song. It's like the it's the country version of what's that song? Uh, it it wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> What's that? What's that song? It wasn't me by Shaggy. Oh yeah, that's the me. one. Uh, I had a hard time finding uh, stats for this one, so I also my phone is being weird. Can we come back to me in just a minute? Yeah, <laughs> we're like <laughs> the universe was, is really throwing. It was uh, Brooks and Dunn. I remember that, which is very. They've been around for a long time in country music, so maybe that's what. Maybe it's like more classic country, which is why you were more accepting of it. Who's to say? I don't know. I didn't listen to it. It, I mean, it wasn't a bad melody line. It was fine, uh, but anyways, it's uh, it's it's okay. The song was fine I, when I was listening to it. I thought this is uh, every. I think I'm just sensitive to the Derek, uh, <laughs> Meredith, and Addison. You're drama very right hyper focused on that plot line, which I'm is very allowable as Meredith is like arguably the quote unquote lead character. Yes, yes, she's but you the... do seem to want everything every episode that that to be resolved and it's just not going to be for a while you're just going to have to get into the the fact that well if they resolve it then there's no drama so it's not interesting anymore so they have to make it dramatic so that it has to just continue until everybody dies i don't know if they have to continue it that far but uh (laughs) there definitely needs to be some resolution before the death, before anyone's butt physically explodes. We'll see. Killing them. <clears throat> okay. So this episode was written by Zoanne Clack, which is an incredible name, 
She, this is the first episode that she's written, but she did go on to write 20 more episodes, and she has been a producer for like 350 episodes. So a lot of a lot of them. Um, it was directed by Wendy Stansler, who has a very extensive directing resume. She has directed episodes of Sex and the City, Parks and Rec, Glee, Pretty Little Liars, This Is Us, Royal Pains, Gossip Girl, Private Practice, Monk, Desperate Housewives, Arrow, and a lot more. But those were the ones I thought were like pretty easily recognizable big name shows. So I love that she did something for Royal Pains, another USA Network show. (laughs) Maybe just put that in for you. Um. Okay, this aired October 16th, 2005 to 18.28 million views, which is a like 10 like mm, a, uh, like 100,000 more than last episode, I think. Um the Netflix synopsis for this one is Christina proves to be a difficult patient as she continues to recover, and Meredith's mother keeps the hospital staff running in circles. Which is pretty accurate. Not super spoily. It doesn't touch on, like, the Bailey patient or the Alex situation. (laughs) No, which the... I don't want to jump the gun, but the Bailey patient. Wow. It's a rough one. Should we... Can I I ask you a question? Yes. Would it spoil too much of this episode if we ranked it right now? Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) That's the question I was expecting. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, Uh, but I just want you to know ahead of time, this was a great episode. This was a great episode for many, 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 many people. Um, Okay, so we go, we get the recap, mostly Ellis, uh, mostly Christina, and then Derek, Meredith, Addison, trying, because that's what's happening right now. Um, So, you know. A reminder that all those things that we've been watching for 14 episodes are still happening. So we get into the episode. We're in Joe's bar. Love it. We love to start at Joe's. We love to end at Joe's. I love Joe's. Any time at Joe's is time well spent, in my opinion. I love it. And glad he's alive. Remember when we were worried he was going to be dead? (laughs) I was less worried, as I knew he would survive. I didn't know. I know. That's the fun of the show. Um. So everyone's there. It's very much like cheers. These are clearly where these people go. Everyone knows their names. It's a good time. Yes. <laughs> so um, Izzy is kind of giving Alex the the flirty eyes, and he's giving them right back. He's into it. Oh, he's yeah. smiling. She's smiling. Oh, what a time. There's some chemistry. They're gonna fuck. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, I don't know. By the end of the episode, I was a bit more concerned. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, took a turn. <laughs> so they're sitting at the t- uh, Izzy, Meredith, and George are sitting at a table together, and Izzy is concerned that Christina's feelings aren't the the feelings that she would have if she was in that situation. Meredith is, you know, copying the "she's fine" line again. The use of the word "fine" is just very repetitive. Um, George is kind of in between, like he sees where is he's coming from but it's also like well it's christina so like it's just who she is like it's fine and it's then, fine yeah it's she's fine and then meredith says some people just keep their feelings to themselves to which i think is that a dig at izzy because it kind of seems like it is because izzy never does that it was a bit loaded yeah. It, uh, my favorite quote from that whole that whole Pete that whole interaction is, and I, I can't remember. I think it was Izzy that says, um, "She's all hello. I'm totally fine person." Oh yeah. Like, what, hello, I'm totally what, fine person. What what grammar were you <laughs> citing? Did you learn any grammar for that sentence? There's nothing good about it. <laughs> she's fine. Oh. She's doing great. Everyone's fine. She's fine. And then George is like, "God, she's gonna make a great surgeon." I know. <laughs> Everything yep. he says. Even though it's true and it's good, he's so annoying. I want to punch him in the mouth. I actually, by the end of this episode, I was like, oh, George, you didn't annoy me as much in this episode. Like, yeah, it, because there were f- no terribly, like, painfully, I don't know how to interact with human being moments. There was, like, a lot of things that I was like, I don't care. Honestly, if I didn't have to watch this, my life would not be any different. But I wasn't furiously annoyed at any point, which is a bonus 
yeah, I didn't think it was terrible for for this was not a terrible episode for George. Uh but also like I don't know, he was there were a couple of moments where he was like a little tiny man child baby but he doesn't so so is Derek so it's okay yeah George doesn't get redeemed but he also doesn't dig his hole any deeper so I'm gonna call that a win at this point because <laughs> yes not what he we've needs been a seeing win. um okay so then Derek walks in and Meredith is eyeing Derek and Derek goes to talk to Bailey and I just love Miranda this is such a good Bailey episode every time she's on the screen I just love her so much um but she says McDreamy ghosted by someone who cares. It's so great. <laughs> and even she is like, Joe, do I look like someone who, what was it? What'd she say? Like, do I'm I nice. look or... like a friendly person. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're a little, you're a little, uh, kitten. Like, cuddly bear or kitten. Yeah, whatever he says. And I'm like, Joe, you are, first off, you are a saint, a national I know, treasure. Truly, he is. Remember when he was going to die? I know I said that already. I'm just messing with you. Um, I'm going to say that six more times this episode. Cool. I can't wait till we bring up Thanos again. The um, real hero. Okay. And then Derek's like, it's going to be fine. Addison's going to leave. And Meredith and I are going to start over. And everything's going to work out. And Bailey goes, you so damn stupid. And I just love her <laughs> so much. She's so good. It. This is... One of multiple very good interactions between uh, Bailey and Shepard in this episode. Yes, uh, so true. But I love in this, he's like, my wife and my girlfriend kiss me on the same day. But her whole face during the entire time, that's a mood and a half. Yes, correct. She's so not into it. She gives exactly zero fucks about his life. Which, like, he's her boss. Why is he talking to her about this anyways? Because they're at Joe's. And she's I Bailey. Guess. I guess that's fair. <laughs> um, okay, so go back to the hospital. Uh, Bailey is kind of giving out assignments, but then kind of offhand mentions, Alex, you need to see the chief by the end of the day. And he's like, uh, Meredith goes, what did he do? And George goes, I don't know, maybe he gave the chief syphilis. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Incredible. And also, I'm glad that you said that just now because I didn't write that down and I forgot between the pausing of the first episode and the second episode that she said that and it makes sense why now yes yes at the end of the yeah because they say it at the very beginning of the episode and then it, he doesn't go see the chief until way later in the episode like the last second to last scene yeah but also i completely forgot about that so shout out kelsey <laughs> so that's why we doing, take the notes this is why we take the notes um okay so we have kalpana whatever what I wrote was that she seems like she's had a very interesting, very cool life and is probably someone that I would not want to be around because <laughs> I 100%. just like everything has to be a life changing story. And also she said the line, the one time a PhD is no good. Mm, there are a lot of times a PhD is no good, like in any medical scenario. <laughs> Yeah, also go to the grocery store at any point of your in your day. You're not going to use your PhD. Yeah, just uh, whatever. It's just a bit much for me, in in my opinion. So I want the world to know that I called it. I The second I wrote down, I said, something's off. I don't like this person. And maybe it's because me being a Christian man have interacted with way too many missionaries, and I've hated most of them. <laughs> Uh, being a Christian, you hate it. <laughs> I pass no judgment. I hate. I'm, I. I love them as much as I hate them, uh, like my wife. Um, oh, perfect. <laughs> and you. <laughs> Fair enough. I knew right away something. I was like, "This is fishy. Something's going on with this person. I don't know yeah. what it is." But I've got. She a was feeling like way too comfortable. Person. Yeah, like she had made that room her home real quick. Well, it was everyone crowding around her. And yeah. at first, when I was like, oh, they must know her. And as soon as they're like dispersing and they didn't actually know who she was, I was like, yeah, no, no. Something's fucked up here. So Izzy's like immediately into this person. Of course she is. And Bailey's immediately <laughs> not into it. Which I'm like, who's, who has a better judge of character, I wonder? Izzy or Bailey? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Hard to say. Definitely Bailey. Um, so Christina's wondering the halls hooked up to an IV with her butt hanging out, but still trying to be a doctor. And I just love her so much. She's just, just so great. I love her. And Alex makes the, what, what Alex says something nice and then panties. she turns and she, in your dreams, 
or whatever she says. Yeah. Evil swan. That's what it was. (laughs) She's so good. So then they go to round on Christina and she's like, let me be a doctor again. I'm fine. I can do it. And they're like, um, (laughs) it's my favorite scene. (laughs) No, you can't. You're not better yet. And George goes, Oh, I just took notice. Cause she goes, she worked two shifts last month with the flu. And I was like, why is that good? I don't want to go to the ho- I don't want to go to the hospital and get the flu from my doctor. Nope. That's not a good I don't get if you're sick, don't go to work. Yeah, you you work in the medical field. Just don't go in. It's very simple. Anyway, so she's like, "Please," and they're just going over everything and her mom is there and her mom is hilarious because they could not be more opposite. And she, her mom says something, and Christina goes, Mother, go upholster something. And I just love it so much. <laughs> and then uh, they tell her she has to stay there, and she just yells, I'm healed, I'm healed, which was great. So I immediately wrote that down. And Jessica watched that scene with me, and I just die laughing. And she's, st- she's sitting in the corner just staring at me, watching the scene, knowing <laughs> that I'm going to remember it. It's what I was yelling when we were at the sushi the other night. Yes. And I'm just yelling, I'm healed. I am healed. I have been healed. <laughs> I ate uh, all my pancakes. I'm healed. I'm healed. Emotionally, all the trauma I've been dealt as a child, I'm healed. <laughs> um, okay, so it is a great scene. I love it. It's. I don't know if I could pick a favorite scene from this episode. This one, it just has so many good scenes. Well, it was it was my favorite because I yelled, I'm healed last right. time you were here. But it really wasn't my actual favorite scene. It is a good uh, one, though. I just really love all of the ones with Christina like having to be a patient and doing a terrible job at it. I think the elevator scene and the last scene mm. with Christina were my two favorites of this episode. Yeah, actually favorites. So good. Um, okay, so Ellis is still there and still not lucid. And Meredith and Derek. What the? I don't know. Oh. And then I wrote Meredith and Derek and also Addison, because that's when Meredith and Derek are talking and Addison and he says that Addison's going to leave. And then she shows up and is like, oh, do you want to have a threesome? Uh, before before we go there, <laughs> first off, how much would it suck where basically your mom, your your non lucid mom is calling you a child in front of your all of your peers? Yeah, first that off, sucks. that sucks. Second off, that scene with Derek and Meredith and Addison, he's touching her very inappropriately. In the open, at the elevator, it's just like cheek touching as yeah. Addison walks up. Mm-hmm. What? That's fine. No decorum. No, no one Still cares. No, decorum. no one cares. Professionalism is not the top key at Seattle Grace. And the the paraphrase line, it's whatever he says, you would be Satan all the time, always. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's so he's it's so funny. Whatever. He's, What's his name? Is it Pat- Patrick Dempsey? Patrick Dempsey, yeah. He's hilarious. He's a good actor. He's a I've, good actor. I've heard he's a bit of a diva. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. But he is a great actor. I will never say that any different from that, for sure. Um, so Meredith leaves, and Addison is kind of like trying to feel out the situation, and then she gives Derek divorce papers, and she's like, "I haven't signed it, but like I had my lawyer and your law- lawyer look over it, so if you sign it, I'll sign it, and then I'll be I'll leave. It's balls in your court." And so she's kind of saying that, but she's also like, "But you know, if you don't sign it, maybe it's because I'm still the love of your life, even if I am Satan." Um. And then we get the intro. So seven and a half minutes. A lot has happened before the intro. Very packed. Yeah. So I want to talk about that scene at the elevator a little bit more. Yeah. Like, so when she said, uh, can I be Satan and an adulterous bitch and still be the love of your life? Yeah. I put my phone down. I paused and I sat there for a moment. Wow. I... Don't know your thoughts on adultery, but like, I don't know. Like, I've never thought of it like that before. Yeah, I think people are really quick a lot of the times to be like, oh, if my spouse cheated on me, that would be the end. I would never forgive them. But I think a lot of times, if people were faced with the reality of that situation and what it would mean to like truly end a marriage over that, I think there are things that people can forgive. And uh, I don't think typically i've also not been in these situations obviously but like i don't think typically that 
adultery happens in like perfect little marriages and everyone's happy and great. And then adultery just happens. Like there's probably something else happening and it's not that I'm trying to justify it. I just saying like they don't really happen in a vacuum. So there's always other things that can be looked at and unpacked and worked on. And it just depends on like how far gone you are before you get to that situation, you know? Cause yeah. it's like, sometimes people do it probably because they want out of the marriage, but they don't know how to say they want out. And so that's like the easier way is they're just like, I'm just going to do something terrible to end my marriage. Cause I'm, I don't want to like tell the other person that I want a divorce, but I do want out. So I think there's like so many different realities in which cheating can happen. And I don't think it's fair to like outright say, Oh, if this happened, I would be out no matter what. Cause there's just like so many different stories for everyone. Yeah, it's I, and I know we've talked a lot about this in depth, just different pieces of our streams of consciousness around this topic throughout, like, for, th- what, s- since the season one finale, when we found out that Derek was married. Right. For for me, that was the first time I knew he was married. And uh, yeah, it's just I, I don't think that anything really encapsulated. If there was ever something that could make me change my opinion of cheating in a relationship, because right now I'm Derek. I'm right. like, no, no, that's it. You cheat one time, done. But like, dang, Addison, dropping the the heat with that line. I had, to, I seriously, I had, I sat there for like. It's two a or good three point because you have to, you know, think how much you know there was a relationship before that happened, and so how much are you willing to just let go of because of one thing? Again, I'm not yeah. like defending it or saying it's ever justifiable. I just think. It's all. It, I don't ever think it's like just an affair. I always think there's so much else to any relationship, and yeah. everyone's different, and everyone has to do what is right for them. Yes. Anyways, post <laughs> post intro role scene montage. Uh, yes, Bert goes to visit Christina, and it's pretty clear from the get go that he's like concerned for her. But he doesn't know how to express it, and she doesn't know how to accept his expressions, and so it's pretty awkward. And he's like, I had a right to know, and she's like, well, you don't, it's done, so it doesn't matter anymore. And then her mother comes out of the bathroom and is just says, um, she's like, oh, he's good looking. Why don't you ever bring men home as good looking as him? And it's just, and then, oh my God, what is it that she calls Christina? Um, not unlikable. No, yeah, un, undes- not unlikable, un- not undesirable. Um, what does she? What does she say? I didn't write it down, and now I'm annoyed at myself. I also but- didn't write that down, but I, I did write down the mom saying, "Why can't you bring home a man as good looking as him?" Uh, I'm gonna jump ahead a minute. Yes. Are you trying to? Are you trying to find that quote? <clears throat> yes. Uh, keep going. I, I, it's fine. Um, Burke has become more handsome as these episodes go on. And I, I don't know Washington if Washington is a good looking man. Like my goodness, <coughs> when he was when in that last scene with that brown uh that oh, brown I, like beige jacket. I think the last note I have is or one of the last notes is his outfit is quite incredible. I I went on Amazon and I bought that exact outfit because <laughs> you of are him. A liar. I am I no, I just I was it was a bit. I'm <laughs> I'm committed to the bit. Uh but it's it, seriously, I I I might get a turtleneck. Can I pull off a turtleneck, you think, or does my beard sit too low? Would it not look good? I don't know. I don't know if you could pull off a beige turtleneck. You would yeah, probably I would have get to like go a black a or a charcoal color, gray. Like a neon purple. That I think I could find one of those. Um Did you find well, the quote that no, the mom I can't said? Find it, so I don't know. Uh, she said something. Unpleasant. She said unpleasant. I just remembered it. Unpleasant. Unpleasant. I found it in my head. Okay. So I just think that her mom is hilarious because they're just like such opposites and she's just like a rich housewife and it's very funny to me. Um, Okay. So then Izzy like kind of asks Alex out and he's kind of making fun of her, but then he stops her and he just full on asks her out. And it's, it's not a bad moment. It's It's a good Alex moment. It was cute. I like that scene. My heart went pitter-patter for them. Also, Izzy... Catherine Heigl is not a great actor at the start of that scene. 
but I don't know if that's her trying to be Izzy and be awkward or if it just was awkward to start. I think it was just like, you know, hey, let's... I think she just was trying to be an awkward person who wanted to ask him out. Yeah, like, hey, you know, like, we got we got the night off. We both are off. And like, hey. Hey, you want to go to dinner or something nice? And then we'll smush. But not <laughs> really because things happen between now and then. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, okay, so then <laughs> we meet Alex Jeremiah. Impression, apparently. <laughs> then we may meet Jeremiah, who is clearly Bailey's, like, favorite patient ever. <clears throat> and he has a lot of illnesses unfortunately and but he's a nice nice fellow um alex is in the er trolling for patients and he finds a guy who says he was shot but the guy's just sitting there reading a magazine which is confusing to us wait hold on you 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 recognize that that bailey's patient right yes okay he is uh thomas ian nicholas from rookie of the year Oh, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, anyone out there who <laughs> is a sports fan at all, other than Kelsey is not a sports fan, apparently, of, of baseball, but he plays uh, baseball. He falls and, like, messes up his shoulder, and then as, like, a 14-year-old pitches for the Chicago Cubs. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Okay. That's um, where I recognize him. Where do you recognize him from? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure I wrote it down later. Oh, okay. um and then we cut back to christina and her mom and her mom's like who's the father tell me all these things who are you sleeping with was it a one night stand did you have a boyfriend and then christina's like go away leave me alone go get me a latte and her mom says a non-fat one and she said no a fat one (laughs) and i just love it so much (laughs) Also, she says at one point, Mom, give me back my toes. Like, yeah, because she's, she's not, painting her toenails. <laughs> she's not actually holding your toes hostage, Christina. Yes, she is. She's painting her toenails. I guess. But I, then I look down at my toes, and I'm like, oh, I need a pedicure. My toes are ratchet right Same. now. Um, okay, so, again, back to the gunshot guy. They're just really making us think he was not shot. They're just kind of like, okay, he's just a normal not shot person. <laughs> And then Christina is still trying to doctor. She's out looking for charts. She's trying to not be in her bed. And the nurse is yelling at her, Tyler, who will will be a reoccurring person, which is great because he's great. Like for the show in general? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Because I noticed him a couple of times in this episode, but good. He's His name is Tyler. That's good to know. Yeah. He's a real person. Yeah. <laughs> they all are. Um, and... Ellis now thinks George is her intern and uh, George is kind of over it. And he wants, he's like, this is not a surgical case anymore. Can I please go do my job as a surgeon? And the chief is like, no, I have emotional attachments to this case. So you have to, too. Yeah. yeah. And I'm your boss's boss's boss. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And Christina sees Kalpana take a pill and Kalpana says it's birth control. Then Izzy comes and Christina and Izzy are arguing about how Christina shouldn't be there. And then Kalpana passes out and her heart stops. So, you know, that's kind of shady. And then she punches the shit out of her. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. If you don't like immediately, it's like how you can, before you start CPR, you can do that. And if it, cause that might restart a heart. Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, because my, my literal notes were, uh, why is Christina a freak intruding on this other patient? <laughs> OMG, she fainted. And wait, why did Izzy just punch the shit out of her? Yeah, you'll see that a lot um, when they go into like cardiac arrest. They'll do that um, and then start CPR because that force alone can restart the heart before actually having to do full CPR. So, well, I didn't know that. But now yeah. I learned something new. And they should have taught me that in medical school, being as I am a doctor. You are not a doctor. Not a doctor. Uh, also, so the next scene right away was the one with uh, Bailey and Addison yeah. and Meredith, right? Yeah. So that happened so quick. I was still writing notes. I had to pause for a minute there yeah. uh, and, and and kind of go back, too, because I didn't make the connection that that was Burke's patient. I completely forgot that that was Burke's patient originally. So yeah. she was just trying to be close to him. She knew she wanted to be near him. She loves him. They love each other. 
they have feelings. There's love. There's pure love. See okay, this so dinosaur right here? This dinosaur says they're in love. <laughs> I did notice the dinosaur on your shirt. Um, okay, so then we cut to Bailey and Meredith are looking at the results from Jeremiah's scans. And Addison comes in and she's talking to Bailey about the situation. And, and she's like, maybe I can help. I've seen similar things, blah, blah, blah. And Meredith is straight up like, you're a baby doctor. Why are you here? <laughs> Super rude. Um, oh, yeah. And then Bailey was like. Yeah, Bailey, Bailey's like, who the hell do you think you are? Like, shut the fuck up. Intern. <laughs> yeah, it this was is wild. Addison Forbes. Montgomery Shepard or something else. Addison. Adrian. You, Adrian. you only miss Adrian. It's pretty Dang. good though. I'm trying to get Addison Adrian Forbes, Forbes Montgomery, Montgomery Shepard. Shepard. God, such a boss. Anyways, that was a great scene. Truly. Um, and then Derek tells Meredith that Addison gave him divorce papers and that he's going to sign them and he's not even going to give it a second thought. He's so prepared to let go of his marriage. Bye, Addison, forever. I, I love you only, Meredith. But before that, there's like a two-second clip of just Ellis going into an elevator, just fucking oh, yeah. running away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Setting up for the it, entire episode where she's just running away. Yes. Uh, I did, sidebar, make a note. Uh, in the scene with uh, Richard, no, Weber. What's Weber's first name? Richard. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> nailed it. Oh, look at this. I'm getting so good. With Weber, George, and Ellis... I was like, when is she going to come out of this? This has to be this episode, right? And it is. Spoiler alert. Also, because with Alzheimer's, you don't really come out of it a lot Well, of no, time, the, but this so. particular bout that she's battling right now. Uh, sometimes people are just in it permanently. Oh, goodness. Kind I didn't know that either. Um, okay, so gunshot, gunshot guy's wife shows up, and she's freaking out. And she's like, he shot himself. Like, why aren't you listening to him? He shot himself. It was an accident, blah, 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 all this stuff. And Alex is like, go away. You can't be in here. And I know her from another show. I know. I took note. <laughs> Do you know which show? Um, Psych. Yes, Psych. <laughs> Did you know that for real? Did you look that up? Well, when I was looking up, the, we'll just do Living in Shondaland now since we're doing it. <gasps> Is this Living in Sh- Oh, my gosh. Okay, say, hold on. Go back. It All right. It's me. time for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Oh, wow. <laughs> so beautiful. Okay, so <laughs> Lee Garlington, who played Farrah Linden, a.k.a. the gunshot guy's wife, was in one episode of Private Practice and one episode of Psych, which I, is, I know is not Shondaland, but I had to put it on here because I know it's your favorite show. Yes, and she plays Eugenia, who is the villain of that episode. And her husband, Don McManus, played Samuel Linden, also appeared in one episode of Private Practice and also appeared in one episode of Psych. Oh, wait, hold on. How did I not recognize him? I don't know, because I will say his IMDb picture looks wildly different, so that's probably why. Oh, okay. And then also, not Shondaland, but I had to tell you these anyways, because... The girl who played Calpana was in an episode of Burn Notice, which is only for you. And then oh, the girl, yes, the woman who plays Christina's mom was in an episode of Royal Pains and was also in Shang-Chi. Uh, I didn't recognize her in Shang-Chi, but well, are you, is, this, now. is living in Shondaland just becoming a USA <laughs> Network? Kudos, this is just shout becoming out to Shondaland me. slash where Carmen knows people from. <laughs> Um, that's so funny. I love that. Burn Notice was a great show, though. Did you ever watch Burn Notice? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did not watch USA Network shows. I'm just saying you're missing out. I disagree. Okay, so then we get the Bailey stopping the elevator to yell at Derek moment, which is an incredible moment. What a woman. So good. What an So actress. good. What a doctor. And she's just yelling at him about how... She's making choices for her patient, not based on his personal bullshit, and he can get his head out of his ass. Yeah, and what I, kind of a, a a dick move? Okay, I'm I'm not on Derek's team for this one. Where he's like, Are, "Did you make this decision to have Addison help save your patient because you want to torture me?" Shut the fuck up, Derek. Honestly, I just love at the end when he's trying to say something, she's like, bleh, 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 and just waves her hand <laughs> in his face. <laughs> I just love her. So great. Um. Okay, so Meredith is telling Christina about Derek's situation, 
and about how he's going to do the divorce papers. And Christina is not really paying attention. She's just like stalking this chart, trying to find it. And he's like, she's like, no, yeah, everything's great. You're doing great. Everything's going to be your Derek loves you. Perfect. Great. Sounds so good. (laughs) (laughs) Is, is, does that gurney stay there throughout the entire show? Yeah. pretty. Like, do they always have that little scene? They, they revisit it a lot. Yeah. Okay, good. Because that must be some sort of hallway within the hospital, correct? I feel like it's got to be like near the morgue or something. It just feels like very basement-y. But also there's never a lot of other people walking by. That's why I feel like it's near a basement. Yeah. Maybe it's an un- unused area of the hospital. Um. Okay, so Ellis is missing. Great. Okay, and then they get the gunshot guy scans back, and he truly does have a bullet in his head. And then that's where Ellis, we find Ellis. She comes in, and she's like, oh, let's get him into surgery. He has a bullet in his head, you dumbasses. (laughs) That scene was so good because she's like, she's ready. I think that she truly doctor. She's very much in that moment. Oh, yeah. I think she could have done a surgery. Like, if if they said, hey, like, this isn't a liability. We're going to let you do the surgery. I think that she could have done the whole surgery. Probably, yeah. 100%. Hundred percent. Um, and then okay, Addison and Bailey have to operate. The outcome is not gr- looking good. The guy's like, "If you don't operate, I die. If you operate, I might die." So not great, not great odds. Was uh, it just me, or was there a lot of sexual tension in that room with Bailey and that patient? There's not, but I did know that you were going to say that when they like showed them holding hands. I was like, he's going to make some kind of implication that these people slept together. <laughs> but I think I, they're just close because she's been with him in his illness for so long. I actually did not think that they had sex or would have sex because that would be breaking the law, I think. And yeah, I think so. Bailey wouldn't do that. And Bailey is a queen. It's true. Uh, but I was I was sensing some sort of romantic feelings but I, I think, think it's that just the history that they have of doctor patienting and the fact that he is now potentially at the end of being a person. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to phrase that. I was going to say at the end of being a patient, but that means he could also be getting better, which is not the situation, unfortunately. Uh, at the also, end of I being just want to talk on because he had pancreatitis and cystic fibrosis in addition to like a plethora of other things. And even just in the time frame from when this aired in 2005 to now, the uh, like medical advancements that have been made about cystic fibrosis, like it used to be, if you made it past like 21, you were like beating the odds. And now the life expectancy for people with cystic fibrosis, I want to say is like in their forties or fifties. So it's like over doubled, which is incredible. So I just think that's really cool. What even are the, what is cystic fibrosis? What, what is that? I want to say it's definitely, I think it's an immune disorder and also very heavily impacts your lungs and like your ability to, um, like your lungs to fight off an illness and like they're very immunocompromised and like lots of breathing treatments, lots of, um, medicine medication just like lifelong medications so i don't know a whole lot about it but i i know it's like mainly immune system and lung focused is the main issues but i i have seen a lot of things about how there's been a lot of medical advancements on it even in just the past since this aired which is so great and just crazy how cool medicine is it makes it more impressive that his character was running triathlons to yeah, raise absolutely. money for cystic fibrosis. Yeah. That makes it way more incredible. Yeah, agreed. Even if it is fake. <laughs> um, okay, so Derek and Alex are talking to the gunshot guy and his wife, and they're being real weird. They're like, why are you calling the police? It's yeah. not, we didn't, nothing, we didn't do anything. Don't call As the police. Soon, oh, I was like, oh, did <laughs> she fucking shoot him? Yeah. <laughs> she shot him. It's she for so sure shady. shot him. It's so shady. And, and, they're like, why are you calling the police? And they go, because anytime there is a gunshot wound, we have to legally report it to the police because it is a gunshot. Yeah, you fucking morons. Um, all right, so Christina is still hiding, and George is complaining to Christina about Ellis. I actually really like this scene. I think it's a great scene. It's just Christina and George. It's really funny. George is complaining about the Ellis situation. 
and he says something about fake things, fake fit, and then that makes Christina realize that Kalpana is faking it, and she goes, oh, she's faking it, and George goes, it's real to her. <laughs> it's just like, it's really funny. <laughs> and then Christina, like, gets up and hits him in the head and says, thank you, and he's like, uncalled for, and I just love the whole, it's a short little scene, but I really like it between the two of them. It's just a good, good fun moment for them. And she, when she said that she was faking it, by the way, I was like, wonder if it's Munchausen syndrome. Oh, are you familiar with that? Yeah. From other medical shows? From Scrubs. Ah, yes. Yeah. It's a thing. It's oh, uh, pretty common in the medical field. It's actually... It's uh, not super common. It's actually pretty yeah. rare. <laughs> but it's, it is uh, very common in medical dramas because it makes a good story. It does make a good story. So Munchausen's and necrotizing fasciitis are my de- <laughs> doctoral specialties. So yeah. uh, does do we get a do we ever get a feature of uh, necrotizing fasciitis? Oh, absolutely, we do. Oh goodness, I'm excited. You have to warn me for that episode because I'm going to strap myself in. And then I, th- I know definitely in a private practice there's Munchausen's as well. There might be another incident of Munchausen's in Grey's, but I don't remember for sure. Um, okay, so do do do. Where am I? I've lost my notes. Sorry. I think we would skip to the scene where they're like fighting with each other. The, the married oh, couple yes. are fighting with each other, and like, <laughs> so he's like, "Wait a second, you cheated on me, and and you put a bullet in my head." Like, yeah. What? And she goes, "And we're still not even." Which mm, <laughs> I don't know that that's correct because the fact that that man's alive is truly a medical marvel. You you by all accounts should have murdered him. Like just not like, not like you should have murdered him, but like what you did should have killed him and it didn't. So I would say that you are even uh, maybe even more so in my opinion. Uh, he has so, a couple of IOUs in there. He gets to <laughs> cheat on you a couple more times to, to catch up. Yeah. Seems that way. And then, so Alex and Derek hear it and they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to need to call the cops like pronto. Cause that's fucked up. Uh, okay, so then Christina is trying to convince Burke that she has Munchausen's. And Burke is talking about it, and he's like, okay, well, we have to rule out all these other things. And then it quickly devolves into a conversation about their quote-unquote relationship or whatever you may call it. Yes. Burke is bitter and mad, and Christina is bitter and mad, but they're bitter and mad about different things. And it's a great scene because they're such great actors, and the chemistry together is so good, and I just love it, and you know it just ends in a dramatic storming out and she's like what's with the big fake show of hurt emotions and i just i just it's such a good scene i love them both so much and i think it really encapsulates their relationship because they were kind of trying not to be this way and then they ended up being this way anyways and uh, i just love it did you know that those two uh actors in real life both dated for like seven years i think you're making that up no, no. It's until until you can look it up and prove it wrong. It's it's factual. It's science until proven otherwise. That's why it's called the theory of Burke and Christina. Okay, what a good thing to spend our time on. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, just real quick. So, I I want to I want to sit on this scene for a little bit here because at this point. I knew there was something that was going to happen between them later on in the episode because there's there's multiple scenes, right, where it's the mom, mom's getting in the way, he leaves, now this is happening, and he's like, oh, she's a liar, okay, I've been lied to before. Uh, I knew in this scene that something's going to happen where there's going to be some resolution uh, yeah. with the two of them in this episode. So very good foreshadowing, very good acting and writing uh, all around. Great scene. Agreed, agreed. Um, and... Yeah, so I just love them together so much. Like, anytime they're just on screen together, it's a great scene. Even if they're not together as a couple. Okay, so they're prepping Jeremiah for surgery. And he tells Bailey to call his parents. And she says, you call them yourself, which is essentially signing his death certificate and ensuring that he will, in fact, die. So. Oh, 100%. He's, he said, okay, TV gods, Shondaland, I'm ready to die. Do this. Yeah. Kill me. Exactly. So that's a bit of a bummer. Um, okay, so Ellis is missing again. George hates his life. <laughs> Tyler is like, good job. You're so dumb. I am a surgeon. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. So then <laughs> uh, we cut to Calperna being operated on by Izzy and Burke. And they're trying to figure other stuff out, rule other stuff out. 
and she has blue pee. The one of the nurses is like, um, I'm just going to need to stop you because her urine is blue. And that's when they kind of figured out that probably Christina is right. And that whatever drug she is ingesting, in addition to making her pee blue, is also altering her heart fat function. Munchausen syndrome. Yeah. And okay, then the chief is big mad at George. He yells at him a lot. He's like, why can't you just do this? And George is upset. And I feel like it's a little bit reasonable because I feel like the chief's reaction is a little bit unreasonable in my opinion. It's so I, I, I also wanted to take some time and think about this too, because if, if I'm a surgeon, right, who's mm-hmm. going to have the most pull on my career, the chief of surgery, right? If I'm able to do this for the chief and be like, look, I get it. This is important to you. I got you. You can trust me. Right. That is going to take you farther in your career than having to get some stupid ass surgery on your your resume. Like the chief is going to have your back. They fucked. Take care of Ellis Gray. But how are There's, how many times has George already had to do that for the chief with absolutely no positive? The, but that's outcomes. that's that's on Weber. Weber needs to be like, hey, okay, I got you. I got you. So then, you, how many times as a person are you going to lose out on the learning that you're supposed to be doing, just hoping that this person will eventually step up and teach you something? Oh, tell him. I mean, George needs to be a man and say, hey, look, like, I'm doing this for you, but, like, come on, man. Let's do this. Help me <laughs> out. Hook a brother up. Um, okay, so Derek and Alex are operating real short, little. They're operating on, they're talking about don't cheat on people and don't shoot people in the head. <laughs> Both great, great advice. Great summation of that scene. <laughs> um, so Richard finds Ellis, and they have a moment. And the chemistry is very real. Oh, yeah. They have a a couple of moments. So they kiss. And again, just he she kisses him. Uh, He does kiss back, but then kind of pulls away. And then that is what breaks her from her current state. And she's like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. But she doesn't really know. She's just now confused. She's less. The thing with her Alzheimer's is a lot of times alzheimer's is portrayed of like just people kind of being in a general state of confusion when she is like in um one of her spells i guess i don't really know what the medical term would be um she is like fully there she's not confused she's like this is my reality and i am 100 percent living it it's when she comes out of them that she's really on the more confused side so she doesn't really realize what's happening she just realizes that what's happening isn't what she thinks is happening which is really sad and it's sad that richard is the one that has to kind of walk her through that I wonder if I'm him, like in this moment, if this is reality, do I, is this the reason that he was avoiding her for that, that first episode when she got in where he's like, look, I, I, I'm going to trigger something like good or bad. And I don't want to get in there to find out what that is. In this case, it was good because the, the kiss, the emotional moment that they had took her out of that particular state. But it is interesting, so I don't know what the timeline on what excuse me, podcast burp, Weber's marriage is, but what were they doing pre-surgeries and how long was that going on for? Were they both married? Was Thatcher around? I don't know Weber's wife name, Mrs. Weber. Adele. Uh, Adele? Mm-hmm. Her name Adele, is Adele Weber. Adele Weber. Uh so you know all these answers, but I was like, what is happening? Yes, it, this poses, it establishes the very broad strokes of their relationship without giving us the de- all the details that you're asking. So obviously, like, those will unfold as we move forward. But it's good writing because it makes you ask all of those questions. Um, okay, so then we go Addison and Bailey. Surgery isn't going well. And then we're kind of cutting back and forth between Addison and Bailey basically losing this patient and Burke. And Izzy explaining to Kalpana that she's not actually sick. She's making herself sick, which is an illness in a different way because Munchausen's is a mental illness, basically the way it's classified in the medical world. Um, So cutting back and forth between those, we have already established that Jeremiah has a DNR, but Bailey is blinded by her attachment to this case and cannot let that go. So she's trying to save him anyways, even though she's technically not supposed to. Um, It's, really hard she's working really hard meredith tries to take over and bailey's like you're not basically you're not doing a good enough job she does it for like 20 minutes or something like it's a long time 
And finally they kind of talk her down and they're like, we, we have to move on. Like we, you have to let him go. And so she calls time of death for him, which is very sad and very hard for her. So there's a lot of parallels between Bailey and Dr. Cox from Scrubs. And this made me think, so there's one scene, the like one of the first scenes that you see Dr. Cox caring, at least one that I can really remember, right? Where it, it affects him to his core the way that this mm-hmm. really affected Bailey. And it was a scene where... Uh, if there's anyone who's watched Scrubs out there, it's a, it's the scene where they get a donor and this woman had died, but they didn't test for rabies, and she infected all. She infected like three people died because they gave her organs, and this was kind of that scene for me where it's showing that she's emotionally attached. She feels like she did something wrong. She feels like she's a failure for this for whatever reason. When it's not her fault, right? Um, right. But it's the first time I think you really see Bailey feel like I like could I have done more, and now right, I feel because like I'm at they fault. make it they go out of the way to make ba- the establish Bailey's character as like having a very strong boundary between her professional life and her personal life. But that's really only been more established with her coworkers and her peers, and not so much with her patients. So this is one of our first instances of her having a very personal relationship with a patient. And it's not, you know, it's not crossing any boundaries or being illegal or doing any weird stuff like that. But it's just someone that she's been with basically since the entire time she's been a doctor. So it's easily understandable that that she would be very shaken by it. And after the surgery, they kind of cut to her in the scrub room and, and Addison and Meredith are both there. And neither of them really know what to say because it's Bailey and the way she has established herself as a character, I think, would make it difficult for your peers or coworkers to approach you in that scenario because they know that you don't really like that kind of interaction. So she needs a hug though. Someone has to be like, listen, come on, bring it in. Some people don't like to be touched when they're sad. It makes it worse as we will see later. (laughs) Um, So then Addison and Meredith are in the scrub room and Addison's putting her wedding rings on and Meredith's like staring at him real hard. And Addison just straight up tells Meredith, she's like, I don't want someone who doesn't want to be with me, but if there is any chance at all that he does want to be with me, I am going to stay here and fight for it because it's my marriage and I love him. So I think I, I don't think she's mean. I don't think it's inappropriate. I think she's very upfront and she just says it as a matter of fact. And she's like, if he doesn't, then I'm going to leave. But if he does, just so you know, I'm still in here. So I like it. It's, so, okay, I think that Addison has had a great arc already. So she's been in, this is four, four, ep- this is the fourth full episode that you see yeah. her in, but the fifth episode that we've gotten to know her. Right. Scene one of meeting her, you think, okay, villain, right? Mm-hmm. She's not a villain, for no. sure. I, I, I have grown, and she, I don't think she's a villain. Um I see her very similar to the vein of like a Thanos, right? Um, <laughs> sorry, that was for you. I'm sorry. Um, no, but it, it, she, she's she's such a real person. She's so yeah. mature in that moment. I think it would be immature of her to give up on her marriage that quick. Right. So and it, again, it's easy for you to say is she's the villain in Meredith's story, but in the overall story of having all the information, is she the villain or has she just done one wrong thing? Who's to say we will learn more as we go. Um, Okay. So then the gunshot guy says nothing makes you feel stupider than cheating on your wife. You don't know what you're missing out on or something. And it kind of just makes Derek question his choices of, is he ready to end his marriage to Addison? Is he as certain as he seems to portray that he is? Of all the people to get through to Derek is a fucking gunshot guy <laughs> who cheated on his wife. Yeah, it's real weird. It's a weird combination of people and storytelling. Um, okay, so then Christina is still annoyed at her mom and still like, I'm fine, everything's fine. <clears throat> and then tells her mom she wants her to leave, whatever. And then Izzy comes in to tell her she was right. And this is when she has the world's largest breakdown. Which I find to be very relatable because a lot of times if you're the type of person where little things don't always get to you, but they kind of stack up together 
and this is what this goes back to what they're talking about at the beginning of the episode where she's got all these like very large traumas have all happened all at once and she's bearing she's pushing them down and then it just takes like one little thing to trigger finally like feeling all of the emotions and for her it was being right which is something she loves doing and is right a lot and she clearly has missed being a doctor in her time as a patient and so all she needed was basically that affirmation that she was right and that just makes her feel all of her feelings that she's not been feeling up until this point and i personally love that and all the way through the end of this yeah. episode yes christina wow i know i love this it's woman. just I it's love so Sandra good so much it's so good so and i know i know that we're kind of bouncing around uh, it, with this but like I've never been in a scenario in my life where all of that trauma has come out at once. Right. I I hope that what, what Sandra what Sandra O Sandra O. Mm -hmm. I hope that she's never been through that in her real life. Right. Yes. So I'm gonna assume that she hasn't. To play that scene the way that she has, she's a freaking killer she's actor an incredible actress she's so good i hope that this one got submitted for her next uh um, academy award nomination i don't know if it was this one but i do know that she does get nominated multiple times for her work on this show good as she should be um okay so then we cut away to the chief learning about the chief and alex's and he failed part of his clinicals he still like his still has the degree to be a doctor he just this is like a thing i don't really understand so it's just, you have to do so many things to be a doctor which is fair because it's important it's difficult work but a lot this of is stuff. one of the things so he basically gets a second chance on this test whatever it was and if he fails it he will not be in the program anymore but he does have his second chance um and so that's and then Sorry, hold on. I'm doing a bad job. Okay. You're then, okay. Then we see Derek going to sign the papers, but he doesn't sign the papers. He's not going to sign. I'm <laughs> calling it right now. He's not going to sign. They're going to get back together. So you think he's going to pick Addison? Yeah. I mean, look at her. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it with Meredith. No offense, but also That's... like they're married. <laughs> it's all they it's need to lot. do is smush they need to smush more booties they need to have more they, sex they might also need to communicate about their issues <laughs> well yes yes um okay so then meredith goes in <laughs> to christina's room and george and izzy are like cowering in the corner because they don't know what to do and <laughs> meredith like goes to try and comfort her and they're like don't touch her it just makes it worse and then christina um kicks or meredith kicks out christina's mom she's like we don't do well with moms please leave and then Christina, this is I will kill her. One of the most iconic Grey's Anatomy quotes. Like I feel like any Grey's Anatomy fan will recognize it if you say somebody sedate me. Like that is just one of the most iconic moments from this show is Christina sobbing and screaming somebody sedate me because she doesn't want to feel her feelings and I just love her. I I I assume that this is the moment that they're obviously trying to show that she's She's coming out of some sort of shock. The traumatic yes. things, it's all boiling over. Yeah. This is it. It's all, yeah. She's, there is no more keeping all of her feelings to herself. Um, then we have George goes back to Ellis. He sees that the chief wants to put the restraints on her, but he cannot. So George goes in and does it for him. Clearly, it is difficult for Richard because of their history. Um, but it is also what needs to be done because she keeps escaping. And it's a tiny tiny bit of redemption for george tiny yeah. it is it's not enough moment. to not punch well it's like you said it's enough to not punch him in the face this yeah. episode um and then oh bailey calls jeremiah's parents and it's very sad very sad and just, first name first name basis yeah miranda yeah yeah it's, yeah it hurts it hurts Okay, and then we get our Burke scene, our Burke moment, our beautiful, beautiful Burke moment. He comes in. Christina is no longer hysterically sobbing, but is still clearly crying. Yes. Hold on. Real quick. Shout out to her mom's Razor. Uh, her Motorola Razor phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Saw that. Classic. I love. So we have an iPod in one episode, a Motorola Razor in the next. Anyways, I digress. Con continue. Um, so Burke comes in. He, like, goes to touch her, and she's like, she doesn't want to be touched. So then he just takes off his coat and lays down and holds her because ultimately they understand each other. They are what the other person needs. So what she needs is to be with him. The person that even though she is going through this alone, 
they were still connected and going through it together. So I just love it. And his outfit is incredible, as aforementioned. Then Alex goes to pick up Izzy for the date, but he's all weird because he's now freaking out about his career and this test. But he, God forbid, he just tell her. Got to be weird. And she looks good. She does look incredible. Like, Like, he comes around the corner, and I was like, hot damn. Smoke show. And he doesn't even look good. He's wearing a brown striped shirt like a mook. He does look a little bit like a hobo. Like he looks like he's uh he's like from a train car movie like he's trying to get on a train car in the twenties. Yeah, uh, it's not. Anyways, great. It, it it it's not equal the two of them. Like Alex is a fine looking guy, but like Catherine Heigl, dude, come on, yeah, look better, put a vest on. Yeah, so um, not looking great for their date. And then Meredith Wait, and Derek. Also, hold on Go on ahead. that scene. This was this would have been their first date, right? We're led to assume that this is the first date. Yes. She went in for the kiss. Yeah. First date, before the date. Mm-hmm. And he swerves. He swerves her hard. Swerves. <laughs> Why? Why go for the kiss that early? Because she's Catherine Heigl. People don't not want to kiss her. People don't swerve on Catherine <laughs> Heigl. That's fair. That's Plus, a good they do point. spend a lot of time together. You have to think, like, it's yeah, it's their first date, but it's not like they have spent a lot of time together over the past yeah, several months. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, okay, so then Derek and Meredith have decided to go on a little a wee date seat to Joe's, and uh, he drops his bag, and his divorce papers, his unsigned divorce papers, fall right out, and she just does not look pleased about that. And then no. she says... Denial isn't just a river in Egypt. It's a whole freaking ocean. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Derek's not going to sign. Um, I think he's going to have relations with Meredith one more time. And then he's going to go, you know what? No, this isn't. I can't do this. Addison, Adrian, Forbes, Montgomery, Shepard has my heart still. <laughs> and my favorite sheets. <laughs> you hate those sheets. You like the Paisley sheets. <laughs> um Okay, so let's rate it. Go ahead. So what did I give last episode? Did I give last episode a five? I think I bullied you into giving it a five. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> this this episode's uh, it's a five. Well, nice. I, okay, it's, it's a chief. That's a chief? Or attending. Attending. Fellow at the chief. We're gonna get this together attending. one day. We're gonna get. We'll have to take I'm some time. I'm gonna write to it on out. a post-it so it's here, so I can show it to us. Yes, <laughs> that wouldn't even help. I don't think. No, probably. Not. Uh, five. I loved it. I love Bailey, Queen. L- great episode for her. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that scene with uh with Addison, where it's like I can I can be all of these shitty things you said, but still, can I also be the love of your life? Two. And I don't want to just throw the five around willy nilly now that I've I've broken my seal. Uh, I Yo. but ksh, this is a good episode. Yeah, this is a good episode. I have to I agree. Like it a lot. I feel like I love it, but I I want to give it a four and a half. I don't know why. I think it's because I really don't like this story of the gunshot guy. Like, because it's never explained to me why it happened, and I find that it is unresolved, and I find it very weird, and I just I, don't really get it. So I feel like, but. I don't know. Maybe it's a 4.75. It's so close to being an attending. It's just so close to finishing its fellowship. It is a very important episode. (laughs) And like, I feel like I should give it a five because everything else I love, like everything else is so important and it establishes so much. Like we get the Richard and Ella situation. We get the Burke and Christina. We get Christina's Christina's mom, who is hilarious. Um, But I also find Kalpana to be just like the most annoying person. And I just want her to stop talking all the time. So I don't know. <laughs> so do I we get do we get more Christina, Christina's mom? She is in a total of three episodes. Three episodes over the course of eighteen years? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. That's not a very good recurring schedule. No. But I'm it's assuming funny. her and uh Christina and Burke's wedding, she's there for that episode. Maybe. If there is one, she would probably show up. I know. Hard it. to say. They get married. I know that. <laughs> You, you want to lock that one in? They fully. I'm gonna get lock. No, I'm not gonna lock that one. And that one seems too too. Uh, that's too uh, bold. You already of a said they would get married and have children and live happily ever after. So did I say that? Is you that did I said? multiple no. times. Well, I guess lock it in then. Lock <laughs> in the marriage. It's gonna happen by season 18. <laughs> what a time. 
Okay. Are there any other predictions you would like to lay out? No, but I actually, yeah, maybe maybe I want to change this. Alex well, you did say one. that you did say that Addison or Derek's not going to sign the papers. He's not going to sign the papers. Okay, He's for so sure. go ahead with Alex and Izzy. I'm I'm worried. I'm worried now for Alex and Izzy because like I want to know how that date went. I want to yeah. I want to watch that date as the start of next episode. That's what okay. I want. Uh, the whole day, ha- just maybe a piece of it. Okay. Maybe I want him to walk out and be like, "I can't do this with you right now." And then he pay, he leaves like a two hundred dollar bill, a two two one hundred dollar bills, <laughs> two hundred dollar bill, one of them two hundred dollar bills, uh, two one hundred dollar bills on the table and says, "This should cover the tip." And then just leave. And then she's sitting there looking beautiful. And then I come into the scene. Okay. <laughs> no, does that prediction not work anymore? Okay. Well, I'm excited to pick up next episode and see see what happens, see what has unfolded in our time apart. And uh, it'll be exciting where we look forward to getting to the next episode with you guys. Thanks again so much for listening to us. Please follow us on Instagram at Grey's Academy Pod. Um, you can also email us at Grey's Academy Pod at gmail.com if you have thoughts. Um, and tell all your friends, tell all your family. Thank you so much for listening all across the world. It's truly crazy and so cool. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. And remember... No spoilers. See you guys in the next one.